Whoop, whoop, whoop. So many exciting things to tell you. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Number one, my book is now free, a digital version of my book, Building Simple Habits to a Healthy Me. You can just sign up and get it for free. Number two, come and say hello on Instagram. I'm having fun on Instagram doing exciting reels. Number three, I have four amazing packages for my Positively Healthy program called Magical May exciting exciting if you want to find out more book a call and let's chat and lastly remember radiate and renew four simple habits simple but mighty habits is starting may the 15th so come and sign up for that Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. I teach frustrated professional mums who juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it easy and fun. You're invited to sign up to my family-friendly meal plan. Three easy meals to help you lose weight that the kids will like too. And my systems video, the simple system that keeps the kids happy and helps you shed the pounds. You can sign up at drorlina.com. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash healthy dash family dash meal dash plan. Now on with today's show. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Aurelina Kerrick. How are you all doing? I hope you are feeling amazing under our strange circumstances. Here in Spain, as I record this, we're going into week six. And I kind of feel like I'm in a bit of a strange time warp. Time seems to actually be flying past and the days seem to be really, really short. And I suspect some of it is to do with have not having a a big structure to our day. We do have a structure to our day, but not in the same way as we used to. So something strange happens in the morning and it seems to take us about 10 times as long to get ready for our day at home than it does normally. So it's now 10 to 10 in the morning and I have finally managed to get my children to do something and one of them is still in their pyjamas. How does that work? I do not know. On a side note, I've just bought a book called do less. And I don't think it is possible for us to do less. So we'll see what the book says. And hopefully it'll give me some tips on how to be productive and do less at the same time. Okay, today we are talking about creating an exercise habit that you love without thinking about it. So I just want to have a shout out and say thank you very much to Gina, who I chatted to yesterday. And thank you just for the inspiration for this podcast. Um, She is a member of the Facebook group. So if you aren't a member of the Facebook group and you want a little bit of support, then come over and join the Facebook group, Fit and Fabulous at 40 and Beyond. And also just a shout out that I, at the moment I'm doing free one-on-one sessions. You get one free session called Dr. Alina Super Hour for anybody who's feeling a little bit stuck. One thing that I can do at these strange times is chat. So I've opened that up to people who want to have a free session. So I think right now is a really good time to think about creating a new exercise habit because obviously life has changed and things have changed a lot. And one thing that we really need to be mindful of is movement and exercise. 
Having said that, everything that we're going to talk about can apply to normal life when we go back to normal life. But for me, one of the big things, the big changes that I've noticed is um, my exercise and how I used to rely on going to the swimming pool and yoga classes and things like that. And now I can't obviously do that. And be, we're only we're not allowed out. So I'm looking forward to the time that they relax the rules a little bit and say that we're allowed out. And then I'll be able to go for longer walks other than just round and round my garden and bike rides. So the key to doing something without thinking about it is to create a habit. A habit is when we do something without thinking about it. It's just that we our bodies take over and we do it on automation. However, when you are here, not having that habit, to creating that habit, there's a little bit of a chasm that we need to jump over. And that in-between time can be a little bit tricky, a little bit rocky, and it can be the time when we have this discussion between ourselves. So if you think about your brain, we like to think of our brain as just one brain, but it's not actually true. There are different parts of our brain. And if you start thinking about your brain as different voices, it makes more sense. So you have this one voice which says, oh my goodness, I'm going to exercise every single day. I'm going to be super fit. And then you have this other little voice which goes, I eat chocolate and drink beer. That's what I do. And so Getting to a place where you can combine those two thoughts and turn something into a habit is what you need to do to get over that chasm of here to there. So I think one thing that we really need to think about is why. Why do we want to do exercise? Now, if you want to lose weight, exercise can help you lose weight, but it is not the number one key thing that you need to do to lose weight. If you are serious about losing weight, you need to look at what you eat and nutrition. And I've done lots of podcasts about that. So if you need a helping hand, then give me a shout and I'll point you in the right direction. Exercise is not the key to losing weight. It's about 90% nutrition and about between 5 and 15% exercise, depending on who you read, which expert you read. The reason you want to do Exercise is to feel fit and fabulous. It helps you feel fit. There are benefits to your bones, your muscles, your heart, your lungs, and also to how you think. So it can help you lose weight, but you aren't going to burn enough calories really to make a big difference. I've been doing seven minute workouts recently, and they burn between, depending on how well you do them, 30 and 50 calories, which isn't really that much. So in order to burn around 200 calories, which is the the amount of calories that you'd find in a chocolate bar, you would have to do about 40 minutes of decent exercise. And that's quite a lot. If you think about it, it takes you, I don't know, 30 seconds to eat a chocolate bar. So that's why, or one of the reasons why, exercise isn't going to be the solution to how to lose weight. But it does have lots and lots of benefits. And one of the benefits it has is just to feel good, to feel fit and fabulous, to be more positive. Now, I like to talk about the negative plug hole and spiraling down the negative plug hole. You know how that negative plug hole goes. You have bad thoughts and then you feel bad and then you do a bad action and then it goes around in a circle. And 
if we don't do exercise, it's much easier to spiral down that negative plug hole. And what we want to do is turn the wheels and spiral up what I call the golden spiral. So just do everything in a positive way. And exercise can really help that. So it can help you think more positively and it can help you feel more positively. And then you create more positive actions like doing exercise and eating healthily rather than eating non-nutritious foods. So I think that is a really good, you, you want to get clear on why you're doing it. Because if you think I'm doing this to lose weight, and then you don't lose weight, you're going to get demotivated. So be honest with yourself. This isn't a weight loss tool. This is a feel good, feel fit, feel fabulous. And I recommend everybody do exercise. And then I think we want to have a think about the actual benefits to our body and think about what type of exercise we want to do. So we want to think about bones and muscles, flexibility and our heart and lungs. And I think in these days, it's really important as well to think about mobility and not just these days in being at home in lockdown, but even before that, a lot of people had sedentary lives. You might get in the car and drive to work, spend all day at an office and then drive back. And actually, during your day, you want to make sure you're incorporating movement. And I did a, a podcast with Katie Lush before Christmas about this, about how you can just incorporate little movements into your day. So one of the things that I like to do is when I'm brushing my teeth, I lift up one of my legs. And that sounds like nothing, but actually that leg lift is a reasonable, good exercise for your thigh muscles. And if I do it for two minutes every time I brush my teeth over a period of a week, that's 28 minutes. Now, you don't have to do a leg lift. You can do lifting up your arms or you can do bending down or squats or something like that when you're when you're washing up. But there are little moment, moments in our day where we can add a little bit of movement. So, for example, if you walk up and down the stairs, walk up and down the stairs two or three times just to increase the amount of movement that you have in the day. So that's one thing that we need to be conscious of. And one way that you can measure that is if you have something like a Fitbit or a, a, a pedometer, which counts your steps, you will get to know how many steps in a day you need in order to be relatively mobile. So for me right now, my steps are much less than they used to be, but I try and keep my minimum at 7,000. And if I notice that my steps are not as many, then I will go and walk around the garden a few times or up and down the stairs or make sure that I fit in an extra seven minute workout so that I know that I'm moving throughout the day and not sedentary. So that's one thing we need to think about. We need to think about mobility during the day. But we also want to think about cardiovascular exercise and so increasing the intensity a little bit. And there are different ways to do this. Right now, I am doing seven minute workouts, but you can do running. You can do swimming if you have your own swimming pool or when the swimming pool's open. You can do bike riding. All of these things will increase your heart and respiratory rate. Those are the things that we call cardiovascular and you also want to think about your bones. I did a podcast on osteoporosis, and it's really important that you have a certain amount of weight-bearing exercise as well. And that can be walking is not a huge amount of weight-bearing, but it does count as weight-bearing. It counts as light exercise. You can do things like jumping, give you far more impact. So things like skipping and dancing and jogging give you a moderate impact. And things like star jumps will give you high impact. But you want to be thinking about that kind of stamping, 
um, exercise that you can do. You don't have to do loads of it, but just do a little bit of it. So something like Zumba is a really good way of stamping and stomping and just helping your bones to get some impact. And muscles as well. We want to be thinking about our muscles and creating some exercise for our muscles. So that again could be a seven minute workout or it could be something like yoga or Pilates. Now, so, you know, you just have to think about the different aspects of exercise. So I think you need to aim for increasing movement during the day and then having a period where you're looking at your bones and your muscles and a period when you're looking at your respiratory rate, your breathing and your heart rate. And you can combine these. So for example, if you were going to a dancing class, then you're stamping and you're also getting up your heart rate and your respiratory rate. Now, how do you get to actually create that habit? And this is where we need a little bit of self-awareness. And this is where we need to think, okay, we want to be specific. We want to think about, we want to use our thinking brain now to think about, okay, so what exactly am I going to do? Let's say you say, I want to go and walk for half an hour every day. And your thinking brain goes, yep, this is what we're going to do, half an hour every day. But another part of your brain is going to go, I just don't feel like doing it today. And so you really want to start with a lower number than seven days a week. You want to make a contract with yourself and you want to really stick to that contract. So you really want it to be a lower number that you can absolutely turn up to without fail. So if your thinking brain is going, okay, seven days a week, and I would suggest you halve that and go, do you know what? I'm going to do it three or four times a week and then what happens? If you do it three or four times a week, then you feel like I've won, I'm doing this, I'm motivated, this is great. And if you want to, you can add on a few more sessions a week. If, however, you say I'm going to do it seven times a week, and then you decide you can't be bothered at the weekend, you're going to feel, oh my goodness, I failed, I can't be bothered to do this, it's all a disaster, let's go and eat cake. And that's clearly not the place you want to be. So you're much better off creating a smaller habit to begin with that you can absolutely stick to and really sticking to it and making sure that you turn up. Now, another tip I have as well is that if you do find yourself failing and going, okay, I haven't done this. I've said I'm going to do it three times a week and actually I did it two times a week. When you first break that habit, it's really easy to go, okay, I've broken that habit once, now I'm going to break that habit again. But that second time is actually the danger point. It's actually the time when after the second time you go, okay, and now I've let it all collapse. So give yourself some grace and say, okay, I'm going to allow myself to miss it one time. But the second time I get back on the train and I'm going to make sure I start this habit again. Now, you want to think about things like how can I make it more fun and doable? So often to make it more fun, you might do it with some friends. Now, that's really difficult at this moment because we can't go and see our friends. But perhaps you do have somebody within the house who will do it with you. So I do my seven minute workouts often with my children. And that does make it more fun. Um, Sometimes I get my husband involved as well. There are lots of classes online now which are happening in real time so that you know that there's loads of other people who are joining in. 
How about adding some music? You might want some vibrant, energetic music if you're doing cardiovascular, like dancing, or if you want to do walking, or if you're doing some stretching and some yoga, you might want some calming, relaxing, more meditative music. But have a think about how you can make it fun and doable and how you can make it more realistic that you're actually going to do it. I would also urge you to think about exact times. You want to work this into your routine. So instead of just saying, "Okay, I'm going to do it three times a week, you can say, I'm going to do my stretching the minute I wake up. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to brush my teeth and then I'm going to do my stretching and then I'm going to have my breakfast and then I'm going to have a shower. Now, clearly, whatever works for you, but you want to be really specific in when you do it. So if you do it after dinner, you might say, "Okay, I'm going to we're going to have dinner. I'm going to clear up, I'm going to wash up, and when I've washed up the last plate, I'm going to go for a walk around the block. But a specific time so that you know, so that your brain isn't deciding, you're not using all this energy to decide exactly when you do it. You make a decision up in front and you stick to that decision. And then make it realistic. Think about, okay, this idea of, yeah, I'm going to choose five times, but let's cut off a few and see if I can do a few more rather than putting myself in pressure. So it's that idea of just having a little bit of self-awareness and thinking, okay, realistically, is this something that I'm going to do? Now, as you progress with your exercise habit, say, for example, you are walking around the block and you do 20 minutes walk three times a day. Now, as you've turned that into a habit and now you're doing it without thinking and you think, okay, I can now increase my exercise, you can either increase the length or you can increase the intensity. So you might say, I'm going to do 10 minutes walking and then I'm going to increase the speed at which I walk so that I get out of breath. Ideally, you want to be getting out of breath every single day. And so I'm going to do five minutes of more intense walking and then slow down again or whatever works for you. Now, what happens when you make this contract with yourself And you say, I'm going to do it three times a week. And then it turns out that you don't do it three times a week. You do it twice a week. Now, at this stage, most people are tempted to blame themselves and start talking meanly to themselves and going, oh, my goodness, you should know better. You could do this. You're such a failure. Why couldn't you do this? And I want to stop that and say, stop. You must stop that way of talking to yourself. And I advise people to talk to themselves as they would their best friend. You're always kind to your best friend, kind, but you know, you're not going to say to your best friend, you know what, don't worry about the whole exercise thing. It's not important. You're going to be realistic to your best friend. You're going to try and give them some good advice. But with ourselves, we have this tendency to be mean. So I want to stop that mean talking to yourself, that judgmental talking. And instead of being judgmental, I want you to think about it from a place of curiosity. So you let go and you almost step away from yourself and think, oh, when I'm in this situation, this is what happens. This is how my body works. My body's a machine. My brain and my body are machines, amazing machines, but essentially that's what they are. And this is how my body acts in this place. So what can I do to change that? What's going on here? And there's several possibilities. 
It might be that something else is going on. You might be feeling stressed or upset. There might be big emotions going on. It might be that you've chosen the wrong exercise to do. You've decided to do boxing and you hate boxing and really and truly you want to do dancing or vice versa. It might be that you've actually given yourself a goal that is too large and you need to scale back and go, okay, I'm not doing three times a week. I'm going to do two times a week and I can genuinely stick to two times a week. But the point is you need to develop that self-awareness and really think about what's going on from a point of curiosity rather than meanness and unkindness. And I think as you do this, another exercise that is very similar is to think about the obstacles that you're going to face. So you can sit here and think, okay, this is what I've planned to do. What is realistically going to happen to stop me doing that? And it might be I've got too much work to do or the children are going to get in the way or I'm just not going to feel like it. And have a think about how you can prepare in advance for that obstacle. So, for example, if you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm just not going to feel feel like doing it, which I think is a very common one, then you need to have a think about why you're doing it in the first place. Why did you decide that you wanted to do it? Do it. And the reason is, is you're doing it for you to feel fit and fabulous. And once you can remind yourself of all of these amazing things, the way you're going to feel straight after exercising, and in the long term, it's much easier to make yourself do do it. So I have a similar thing with my swimming, that I might sometimes go, oh, I don't want to go swimming, it's cold, I can't be bothered to go swimming. But then I remind myself, it's only the first length which is cold. And as soon as you finish that first length, then you're enjoying it and you're just getting on with it and you don't have that that voice in your brain anymore. And afterwards, you're going to feel amazing and you're going to feel so much more energy and so much less tired. So stop listening to the voice that is telling you that you can't be bothered to do it and listen to the voice which is saying, you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be fabulous. Again, this just comes back to self-awareness. And remember that you are doing it for you. So I hope that has given you a few tips Remember that creating a habit is not about discipline. It's about creating the right habit and doing it in such a way that it works for you. And again, this comes back to thinking about, okay, if this isn't working, how can I make it work? It is not that you are a failure. It's just that you're trying to do the wrong habit. And that's fine. Pick the right habit. It might be that you have to try one, you don't like it, you try another one. So, My habits at the moment are making sure that I get my 7,000 steps every day and doing a seven-minute exercise and hoping that soon I will be allowed outside to go for a bike ride or a longer walk. And I don't do these every single day. So I definitely have some days where my steps aren't that much, but I allow myself two days a week where my steps are lower than 7,000. And I allow myself two days a week where I'm not doing my seven-minute exercise which is normally at the weekend. Normally at the weekend, I'll be cleaning, so I'll be moving around more then. So remember, the exercise without thinking about it is when it is a habit. And you can create that habit. It's just that from not having the habit to creating the habit, that's the rocky road that you need to to cross. And once you're in the habit, it's so much easier. 
Remember, if you need some extra help, come and join the Facebook group. And if you want to chat with me, I'm open to chatting right now. Have a fabulous week and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. Remember, you're welcome to sign up for my family-friendly meal plan at drorlena, that's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com, slash healthy-family-meal-plan. Goodbye and have a fabulous week.